What's up, guys? Welcome back to another uh, actual on the road on the road edition of Apologia Radio. We are right now in Kauai on the island of Kauai. It is uh, beautiful. So if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, you get to see all the beautiful things that God has made uh, <laughs> out there and here, right here. These beautiful there men. You go. Um, so uh, this is our second uh, on the on the it was road show, right? Yeah. Probably, uh, second yeah. road show in Kauai on one of our missions trips to get ready to bring um, the gospel to this island and uh, Solid Reform Church and our team. So this is our team. I actually, last time we had we had Dustin, we had Gabe, and yep. so we have some new people to introduce to you. So I'm uh, I'm Jeff, I'm the ninja, this is the bear. Right. What up? What's up? Got a shirt, that, that post mail, because that's, that's what we like. That's what we do here. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we, we're here. Uh, so yeah, this is Claudie Ramirez. Woo! Yes. Yeah. Claudie's our, our man right here. And uh, Claudie, I don't know, maybe introduce yourself? Kind of. Yeah, um, I'm Claudie. I'm the, uh, what am I? You're, uh, you're going to be in charge of Redeem Rebels, the Addictions yes. Ministry. Charge yeah. of Redeem Rebels and the Addiction Ministry. Yeah, that's me. He's also with the man. My wife, he's also my... the man that got us in a lot of trouble the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so yes. just kidding. Uh, so not really, actually. Uh, so uh, that is. Well, I'll introduce again. This is this is Dustin. If you haven't uh, uh, met Dustin yet. Greetings. Yeah. <laughs> and so Dustin, uh, tell us about yourself. <laughs> Looking to uproot my family and bring them out here and start a life on this island that uh, is not going to be easy. Uh, this trip, more especially, we saw a little more racism, uh, what that's going to look like, and raising my children in it. So I'm excited and scared all at the same time. Okay. And this is Gabe. Hello again. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. Shabbat shalom, shalom to you. <laughs> you might remember Gabe from ReformCon. He was the um, the host, uh, show host of the, of the, of the yeah. Christian Family Feud. Yes. Reform redeemed Christian family <laughs> discussion. Yes. Yes. And he's a humble beast. That's what he is. <laughs> he's a humble beast. <laughs> and uh, you haven't met. Uh, this is uh, Chip. Uh, Chip Brown. And uh, this is Chip's Second, Second time. time in Kauai. So tell us about yourself, Chip. Um, let's see. I would I'd hope to be involved with starting some of the businesses on the island that would help support our team. Um, I help run a business back in my hometown of Gilbert, Arizona. That's where the business is. So excited. And uh, like Dustin said, scared at the same time. A lot, uh, a lot on the line moving your family. I've got seven kids, so I'm a busy man. Um, crown God's kingdom one at a time, as I say. So. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And if anyone needs a seashore male model, Chip, Chip's the oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to tell yeah. the story. As we, we, we always very transparent here in Apology Radio. So what happened with, with Chip? He did like a little, little pose on a rock. Chip gets down on a rock. He makes, makes sure that he chips it. Chips it. So, um, well, let's 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 uh, get everyone in on what's been going on. So, if you guys are new to Apologia Radio and you're new to our ministry, um, and you're kind of wondering what we're doing on such a beautiful island and such beautiful digs right now, like we are, 
um, about a year, it's actually a year ago, a year ago, because I'm getting all the stuff in my feed now, like reminding me of what happened. So a year ago, I came out to this island to do, uh, to renew wedding vows for members of Apologia Church. It was a top secret mission. Uh, his wife didn't know about it, come out. And uh, it was just Candy and I, we actually weren't gonna come initially just cause it was a long distance to travel away from our kids. And we decided to go ahead and go for it. And while we were on the island preparing for um, the wedding vow renewal, we had a couple days, maybe that's like three total days or four total days I was here. But while we were here, we got to actually drive around the island. And so the first thing we noticed is there are so many uh, cults, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons. Uh, there's a lot of Roman Catholic influence on this island. Actually, big Roman Catholic churches. Uh, some of the larger ones are Roman Catholic. Uh, Church of Christ, um, Buddhism, the New Age, uh, kind of woo-woo spirituality is all over the island. Uh, we learned that, that a lot of hippies came in the late 60s and 70s particularly on the north shore of this island, and that is still kind of a dominant thing on this island. And so we just, there were Christian churches, but not a lot. And we started doing some looking around. We found only one reformed church. And so we connected to that church and we started learning things like there's no real outreach being done on a large scale by the Christian church out here. And God started bringing to Candy and I that week we were here Christians that we didn't we didn't solicit information from they just started coming to us and run into people random places And they would just start dumping information on us that we didn't ask for they would start telling us things like Christians are hungry on this island There's no like solid through the Bible teaching. They started saying things like not a lot of evangelism They started saying things like the cults are out in in, a, in, in strong force door-to-door -door, but uh, Christians really are not so to make a long story short God provided a way for us to have Pastor Luke see the islands and get introduced to it. We both both felt more and more that we, we need to investigate this more. And then God started to provide for, for this whole mission believers at Apologia Church that were saying, yeah, I would go, absolutely. So we went on our first trip together to introduce the team in January. Um, and as a result of that trip, Apologia Church was more committed to the work. And so this trip in particular was introducing the island to a few other people that would need to be, would need to see the island to actually be committed to coming, to sort of start asking more questions, to meet with some people, to get connected to some churches, to try to find out, okay, how could we do it? Where could we do it? What would it cost? What are land costs out here? How could we get a building where we could do worship? What's it like to do evangelism out here? So um, before we actually came out with the team this time, God totally blessed us with an opportunity for us to connect with some other churches and other islands. So I was able to come out a week before everybody for mission. I was able to go to Oahu and connect with the church there. I ended up meeting Christians from all over the island, which was really humbling for me. It was really, really a humbling experience to go on the North Shore of Oahu, an island in the middle of the ocean, and to meet Christians who listen to Apologia Radio. People were telling me, that they're in seminary now, that they're out doing active evangelism now as a result of our show or our videos on YouTube, which is really humbling. I get to meet a lot of military personnel that uh, tell, tell me that Apologia Radio is very, very popular amongst uh, Christians in the military, uh, which was mm -hmm. awesome. But as a result of being in Oahu, we did an event on Mormonism. Uh, somebody got punched in the face 
and thrown out of their home for even being a part of setting the event up. Um, one Mormon showed up. The Mormons were telling each other not to show up. Huge controversy on the North Shore, and it's still, they're still experiencing some fallout from that, which is good. Um, and the churches in Oahu were able to connect as a result of this event and are now actually planning active evangelism uh, and outreach as a result of just that event. Then we went to Maui, and Marcus and Carmen, uh, our homeschool woodpecker, joined. Uh, we went to Maui, spent some time there with the church in Maui, got to really uh, be blessed by a fellowship with them, but also to teach. We flew from Maui back to Honolulu, back to Kauai to meet up with the team. We've had about a week here. And as a result of being here, we are now essentially ready to start sending people after we've laid down, okay, this is what we're gonna do, here's where we're gonna be, and now let's go. And so we're at that next stage now where we're doing basically the final plans, fundraising, and sending. So that's where we're at now in about a year um, that's what we're doing. We're already doing training um, with a lot of the leadership, people that are coming out. And so that's, yeah, that's it. So tell me, tell me what you guys think. You're in Kauai, we're talking about risking everything to bring the gospel here in a pretty meaningful way. Uh, tell, tell everybody what you think about this mission. I think Dustin brought up the racism issue. That was something we hadn't really experienced thus far, really. It's funny, when we first got here, we met with uh, a, a church from Oahu. We were doing some training with some teenagers, about 40 kids and stuff, and they basically told us there's, there's a difference between white people and brown people. That's how they would look at us. And and uh, that first day, we went to talk to some homeless people, and and there was a Hawaiian guy who really didn't care to talk to myself and Claudia. And then some of the kids came up that were Hawaiian, and and he talked their ear off. It was like, like right away we noticed, noticed that. And I know you, you mentioned this up too, but that was a big thing I noticed this week that I didn't anticipate. Yeah, I went to uh, the Harley Davidson dealer, and um, I was talking to them about a job potential. I'm certified Harley and Yamaha, and it's a Harley Kawasaki Yamaha dealer, and they're asking me if I have tools and stuff. I'm like. Yeah, it's gonna cost some money to ship them out here. And um, I'm like, so do you guys have a snap-on truck? Is there a snap-on truck on the island? And they had to think about it for a minute and they're like, oh yeah, there there is one. Um, but he won't come here. Why? Because like, our techs are Hollies. The snap-on truck driver is Hawaiian and he will not come to Harley Davidson for those technicians because they're Hollies. Hollie is Sorry. a Hawaiian way to say foreigner, basically white person, yeah. but it has other connotations to yeah. it. It doesn't just mean foreigner or white person, it means like someone who knows it, mm -hmm. right? There's like, there's a, there's a negative, yeah. not just that's a foreigner, but yeah. it's something really behind it that they have no breath. Yeah. Yeah. No life, no spirit. No, no ha, ha mm -hmm. is the life, yeah. the breath that. Aloha, yeah. Yeah. but haoli is without breath. breath. Without life. The appearance of dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. life, not being, not being present with you. Aloha is deeper than hi and goodbye. It's, I'm here, I'm present with you. Like, it's like Avatar. It's, I see you. And it's much deeper than just saying, I see you standing here. It's, I see you, I see into you, I see who you are. And it's kind of the same thing, Aloha. I am with you here presently now. And 
Howley is exact opposite because that's what they have experienced on the island from mainlanders. Um, is they don't care. They're not friendly. They don't greet you. They don't think about other people around them. And it reflects even, you know, of course when they're driving, they don't think about others as they're driving. Jeff was saying the other day that when people are passing you, both people will wave. Not like flip the guy off who's passing you, but wave. And they know you're not from here if you don't wave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, it's we, we were talking about this just the other day. I was encouraged because I was asking a lot of the locals and even some of the young teenagers about the racism issue and particularly I wanted to ask the question whether or not Christianity was seen as the white guy's religion sort of thing. And the encouraging thing for us is that the history of the Hawaiian Islands is that Christianity was at one time the dominant force in Hawaii and Hawaii could be considered a Christian kingdom because as high up as you can go the queen was Christian. The laws in the Hawaiian kingdom were said to not be allowed to be in variance with the laws of God. They pointed to the law of God in, in um, their legislation, they, but stuff has changed a bunch. I was encouraged that the natives do not see Christianity as that, as, as, as a white man's or an American religion. So that's definitely very encouraging. We don't have to go through, you know, go through that. But there definitely is still a lot of hostility in some small pockets. Now, it's not by and large that's the thing, uh, but there are pockets where there's hostilities, and we need to, of course, work on that. And only the gospel can heal that. Only the gospel can heal the wounds of the injustice that was perpetrated upon the Hawaiian people. God, obviously, in His providence, used that to bless the Hawaiian Islands and protection and warfare and different things. But there's still some hostilities about the injustice that was done. and. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done, right? Yeah. So let's 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 talk about this. Would be a good thing to have on this episode. Um, the the thing that people will say, I experienced it. I know pastors in Honolulu that have experienced this. When people hear that you're doing a mission or a church in Hawaii, they go, "Oh, you're really suffering for the gospel in Hawaii, huh? <laughs> right?" Well, let's let's talk about that. Okay, are we coming here because it's paradise? Is this going to be easy? No. Let's talk, let's, answer, let's talk about the hardships that we have to overcome as a church. It'd be good to have these on record because these are <laughs> because these are things I like to look back on, almost like a journal. Like what what did God do to bless through these things? What kind of obstacles and challenges do you see for a mission in Kauai? The uh, the most obvious one is financial. Yeah. Um, talking to other guys that have tried to start churches here. Talking to some of the locals that live here. Um, the cost of living is higher the cost of renting a house buying a house is a lot higher um, so money definitely is a pretty big barrier to um, being here long term and um, and also from the business side of things talking to different food trucks getting licenses takes months longer than normal um, you know coming to an island where you don't have a lot of connections that people aren't quite as quick to do things for you. Um, so I talked to a, a lady doing a food truck today and she said, you could be six to 12 months before day one starts for you mm. for getting that food truck open. Um, so there's definitely the financial barriers. There's um, just pushing paper, the red tape of starting things. 
Um, there's barriers there. Yeah. Um, you know, we're looking at a building where we might lease to the church and trying to figure out who do we talk to in terms of building occupancy and can we even have as many people there. But there's yeah. a decent amount of barriers that come into the island without that knowledge. You know, we're going to have to like try to figure out who we talk to. Uh, you know, the real estate guys are talking. I'm in the office for three hours talking to these guys and, you know, I had one question, you know, like, right. there's right. just a, a different mm. pace of life and we're coming into their land, their territory, so yeah. we're not accepted, you know, right away. It's going to yeah. take years for acceptance. So There's um, a Hawaiian... It exists on the mainland, the don't offend, don't use a serrated edge, don't confront. That we, we have to deal with that all the time too. Back, yeah. back home, yeah. that's just sort of cultural, uh, yeah. that's the zeitgeist, that's what our American culture does generally, but also it's actually part of Christian culture. Like, mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't do that. Be, be, be kind, be loving, be friends, and don't confront, don't cut, don't be offensive in any way. Um, but the Hawaiian culture, the island culture, has that to much higher degree, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like, the idea of having a Christian church that would go out on the street and start confronting the cults and saying, let's talk, like, right, let's get into it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's foreign to them. When I went to Oahu, the fact that we were having this event was such a big deal. I mean, they were like, it does not happen here. You do not do this in Hawaii, what we were doing in Hawaii. Just to have an event and ask the question, and ask the question is Mormonism Christian? That was a big deal. So um, I think that's a big obstacle. Yeah. We ran into several people and got similar answers when we when we talked to them, they're quick to talk to us. They yeah. open conversation. You're a stranger, I'll still come up and talk to you. And the second we mention God, something changes and it's like, Yeah, I know God, I know God. I I get in the, you know, get in the water, I sit in the beach, I, I know God every day, you know, I sit around and I float in the water and that's my time with God. You know, right. we're inviting them to come to church on on Sunday. We had uh, church service this morning on the beach and and they said, no, I'm not going to be there. You know, I, I, I worship God out of my own way, you know. And, mm -hmm. and it's that uh, the climate of religion, faith, God here is, you know, I take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, and, and I kind of make it my own thing. And it's, yeah, my cousin's Mormon. I guess I'm kind of Mormon. My, my sister-in-law is Catholic. I'm kind of Catholic. And, but I kind of mesh all that together when I sit on the beach and stare out at God, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. We call that woo-woo an apology at church. <laughs> Deep woo-woo. There's a lot of deep woo-woo around. So um, when I was in Oahu, I heard the same thing there that I've heard here, that uh, drug and alcohol addiction is, is a big issue on the islands, um, particularly methamphetamine and alcohol addiction. Those are, those are very, very big. So uh, Claudie has a, a passion for that, for that kind of ministry, to go into the places that a lot of people would sort of say, that's ah, too too hairy for me, too risky, too, uh, I'm just not comfortable with that kind of ministry. You, you're comfortable walking into a crowd of homeless guys and ministering to them. You're comfortable walking into a crowd of people smoking pot, yes. which you did while you were here, to invite them to talk. Right. Okay, he, so. He walked into the crowd or he, he didn't do pot? pot. <laughs> no, he walked into the crowd. Just to yeah. clarify. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk about the, about drug and alcohol addiction ministry in Kauai. Well, and, and Marcus and I were talking about this earlier, and, and you have drug addiction, alcoholism in in the mainland. You know, you have it there, you have it here, and, and it's interesting because part of 
the culture here, it's, it's like what you were referring to earlier, Gabe, about there's this, there's this, this grasping for a spirituality and even drugs can be a part of that. And so it, it just, it's an open, part of it's open in that we, when we were down on the beach last night, you, you could you could count the cars and then I mean you could smell it in the air you know oh, yeah. and and so there's there's part of the culture where, where that's accepted that's okay to, to to partake in that and but on the other hand you but you see the result of it right and we we go and we talk to the to the uh, those that are homeless out on the street and and, and we see the, the 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 victims of this idolatry and and so it's it's real. It's it's really no different than than in the states. But the the, the cool thing about it here is it's confined to an island in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. So, um, and and how we can speak to it's going to be considerably different than what the the secular world does and says about about addiction. So it's yeah. it's, it's biblically centered, um, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's going to yeah. be very exciting. Yeah. Well, we we got to sit down uh, today to get lunch we ran into some someone that was uh speaking woo woo yes and <laughs> when she heard about uh, our desire to help people uh with drug and alcohol addiction her first response with all the new age kind of stuff she was stringing together was well, what kind of medicines are you using I, yeah. i'm a shaman right and i use shaman medicine that will get it out of your system and give your system a reboot right. as if that were the problem ultimately right wow. so um that that so they're they're trying to handle it on the island in their own way, yeah. right? But it not fi not giving the final solution. And that's on the cusp of her saying, "Your truth is is your inner truth. Whatever right. whatever truth is to you on the inside is what truth is." And right. So yeah. And right. So that's that that woo woo yeah. kind. Of, yeah. And you have to you have to be at peace inside. inside. Right. That you 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 can't accomplish anything until you're at peace on the inside. Whereas our message is antithetical. No, you have to be at peace with God. Yes. <laughs> And then all is well here, right? Right. So, um, so yeah, we, we have uh, a lot of work to do. And I, I, let me just say this. I, I want you guys to be able to, to, to speak to this. But when someone says, like, okay, why, apo why Apologia Kauai? Why not Apologia Mesa? Well, I would say, well, because, first of all, we're already there. We have people that come from Mesa and, you know, Gilbert Chandler. All, Phoenix works that way. We can actually get all the valley from where we're at. We have people that travel long distance from the other side of the valley to come, and it's fine. Um, why Apology of Kauai? Well, I think first and foremost because God gave it to us. Um, so there's that. Uh, but we have such a strong desire to see the gospel transform people and culture so that you can see the glory of Jesus Christ at the end result of it. Like you get to the end of that work and you look back and you go, oh, look what God has wrought. Look what God has done here. We have such a strong belief in the power of the Holy Spirit to sanctify a person and to sanctify his church that we, we long to see an entire community, city, nation come under Jesus Christ's peace. So for us to be able to come to a place, it's raining now. So for us, I wonder if you can hear it on this. So for us to be able to come to a place, we're, we can all stand like this now, there you go. Okay, now we're all getting closer to the microphone. There you go. So for us to be able to come to a place like Hawaii, that's uh, just stand right over here. So there you go, now you're still on the camera. Um, 
this just got interesting, right? Uh, <laughs> to come to a place intense. like Hawaii that's, that's, a, that's an isolated community, right? You're on this island, which is in the middle of the ocean, and it's, a, it's ultimately one community, right? Mm. You can't, you're, you're here. So the ability to get into this island and to have an impact for, the, for Christ and the gospel is tremendous. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So I've been here for now, um, so for a week together with the team. I have seen, run into, and crisscross paths with the same people. Yes. Right? Did you right. just catch over that? And over. Yeah. over and over and over again, all week long. Yeah. And another another great example is like people eat with their families on the beach. The community gathers on the beach to to eat and to be together and to communicate. You could hit the beaches here on this island and be effectively ministering to families that are connected with all over the rest of the island. So it's 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 the it's such a, a, a blessed opportunity to communicate the gospel effectively and I think quickly in a, in, a, in, a, in an island that has a network within it where the gospel spreads quickly. And I think, by the way, when I think in the past, I don't know everything about Hawaii's history and the gospel, I know some. I think that's why the gospel penetrated so quickly on the islands because mm. once the gospel is communicated to a particular tribe and family, it just spreads quickly. And uh, that's how it works. So our desire is to see Christ glorified in the salvation of individuals on this island, families coming to Christ, and education coming under the feet of Jesus. Educate. There's an education uh, deficit here, and people either don't go to school or um, they've even they quit education. They can't make it to school. Transportation is difficult. We want to bring the gospel and the biblical world in that area. We want to see every area of life ultimately impacted by Christ. And um, so that's kind of call the Apologia Kauai Apologia's grand experiment, <laughs> right? Yeah. With, with the gospel and biblical worldview. To have a church come in and attempt to have a full orbed view of life biblically and impact the culture in such a way that it goes from a culture of paganism and culture of death to the culture of Christ. Uh, because of salvation, and uh, that's that's what we're doing. That's that's really my heart. And really interesting too. Um, yeah. During this entire episode is the chicken. Yeah, she's hearing it right now. That yes. we're, you can't see it right now, but the house right next door to us, we can see right into the it's right above us right now, over overlooking a cliff. There are chickens all over Kauai, and this woman has she's the chicken whisperer, <laughs> and she just lets them into her house, and, and now she's just carrying it around in her house and feeding it donuts, and it's just walking around. And it came off the balcony a minute ago, looked down at us, saw us, and started like puffing its chest up like cock a doodle doo. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead, guys. I'll let you guys. I, I would just <laughs> say that even like uh, we talked about this the other day. This is my third trip here, and there's like several restaurant owners. Mm. that I know now and when I see them they're like hey how's the church thing going like yeah, yeah. so they know like what we're here for yeah. and and we were talking about just having consistency seeing the mm. same people over and over again and then the realtor was telling us yesterday she said there's no secrets here on the island right everybody knows what happens here on the island everybody yeah. knows who you are oh I like what that. goes on <laughs> she's like she goes it's really hard for teenagers because like if you're smoking your parents are gonna find out you're smoking because somebody's <laughs> gonna see you. Like that's how the community is. Like, like so yeah, it. there's no secrets. Um, so just being consistent and yeah. and and seeing the same people and um, being in the same places and is is a key thing. We yeah. talk about especially with the homeless ministry. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
I got to, and I'm sure people are gonna see this, some, at least some of it. We were looking for missionaries to chase down Jehovah's Witnesses. What, I wanted to see what it was like. What are they like on the island? Mm. Um, thankfully, they're very line in the sand. You're over there, we're over here, you're wrong, we're right. I like that because that helps us mm. to evangelize. It's not as mushy. But um, with, in, with that in mind, I walked right onto their property when they were standing outside praying to get into a conversation <laughs> with them, trying to get them to do an interview with us. And we started whipping out Bible passages. I said, well, let's go to that. And so I showed them how the New World Translation adds words to the Bible that are in no other translation in an effort to diminish the deity of Jesus Christ. And as soon as I showed him, he said, well, I have another appointment. I have to go. Mm. So it, you might get to see this, but a little bit of confrontation and controversy began right there in that moment that I know they're probably talking about. And when we passed by the, yep. the Kingdom Hall today, on the way back from worship on the beach, did you guys see it? Yeah. 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 Do you see how full the parking yeah. lot was? Yeah. yeah. That was the most full parking lot of any yeah. church yeah. service that I've seen yeah. since. There's about eight churches on that stretch of road. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was the most yeah. full. Yeah. 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 So even a controversy on one day, a godly, righteous controversy and bringing the gospel to those people, um, that would spread quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we even have a desire to be able to communicate with the entire island via the radio. And that's one thing that's actually interesting about Kauai that is different than back in Phoenix. Who listens to the radio in Phoenix? Like really, I mean, some people, you know, you turn the radio on, but like usually people are listening nowadays to their podcasts, they're listening to what they want to listen to, they can choose satellite radio. People here actually listen to the radio and there's limited options. You could actually effectively have a solid, like, station, Apologia Radio, speaking to the community out here and even getting involved in some discussions and forcing the discussion on the island. Mm -hmm. You could do two weeks on the watchtower, like every yeah. hour, yeah. theology, <clears throat> debate, whatever, and that would be something that everybody's talking about because that's what happens when you have a community that's isolated like mm -hmm. this. So you just have so much potential. You know, in Phoenix, you can hide. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I could try to create something that's a godly controversy in Phoenix to get the gospel out. And people could, you know, they could, they could hide from it. They can go somewhere else. They can hide. They can not listen. But on this island, word gets out, and uh, it's a network in that way. So I'm excited about that, just that part. And the good thing too about a team going, like you guys and Pastor Luke and all of us doing this together, is a few of us could be the bad guy. Like, you know, like come out and I don't mind coming out and you know <laughs> setting up with love and grace and kindness outside on the on the on the concrete to right. try to communicate to try to create that conversation so you guys can swoop in and mm -hmm. continue it. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. You know, and, and to go back to the, to the racism issue, you know, we know that, or from what we're hearing, part of that is, is embedded into the culture because yeah. what we hear is that the island was stolen, right? Right. And it was stolen by essentially white people. Mm -hmm. And so there's this movement for sovereignty. And so what's cool about not just the, the spiritual aspect of the Watchtower Society, LDS, and this woo-woo stuff is we can speak to that too right? with, with, a, with a biblical worldview. Right. Uh, and so it's not just, you know, for us, it's, it's many, there's, there's many aspects to it, but that's a big one. That's a really big one. Yeah. And I think, like you were saying, to, to get to a place where we can start conversations publicly, politically, about sovereignty and how God views that 
is going to be huge. That's going to be a, a, when you, a massive, yeah. massive. Thing. Yeah, when you can acknowledge <laughs> their hurt. Yes. As, as a Christian church and say God cares about justice, he cares about theft. Yes. And you can actually, instead of saying, well don't talk about that, it's over and done with, nothing we can do now, but you can actually say, no, God actually has standards and God cares about justice. He cares about your wounds. Right? Yeah. He, he cares about um, the evil that you've endured. And you can, as a Christian church, acknowledge it instead of just pretending like it's not there. You know, when you can actually speak to the wound and say, no, I understand. Right? Absolutely. And, 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 and here's where your ultimate freedom comes from. It's salvation in Jesus Christ. He's the ultimate king. And you can give people a biblical worldview. It begins to change things around you and your world. But it all starts with Christ. Right. You know, um, if he, there, there's no use in talking about justice if you don't know the one whose throne is established on justice. Right. And there's no use of talking about human sovereignty and authority and state sovereignty if you don't understand the one who is the sovereign over all things. And so we have a lot of work to do. Um, I do want to say something that I think, in my mind, I know we've talked a lot about it. It really is the thing I think I'm most excited about, and I know we have a lot of work to do to do it, is to be able to effectively minister to this island by obviously bringing the gospel to each individual person but also in giving all the youth on this island a biblical education. Mm. Education is really, really bad in Kauai. It's really bad. Um, and so there's people all over this island, 68,000 permanent residents, uh, a, lot of, a lot of children, a lot of teenagers that we can give the gospel to and a biblical worldview to and educate them from soup to nuts, kindergarten to 12th grade. And in a generation from now, just the biblical worldview impact on an on an island like this i think will be tremendous you know and i think you know all of us know that we're planting seeds here mm -hmm. even people that are coming here to lay their lives down and come in to minister we know we're just the beginning of this mm -hmm. so i'm just excited to see what god will do in a generation from now through some consistent gospel ministry um it really is it's a gift i, I feel honored and humbled and i do want to say on record that if if you guys listening to the show right now or watching the show could know what Luke and I know about the particular giftings of all the people that God has raised up to do this kind of a work and given them a desire to actually do this it is phenomenal to to be able to to see the unique giftings and and the fact that God carries these people to you Right, and then he gives them a burden for something to send them out. It can, it, only God, it's only God, and uh, it, it really is. It's humbling to be a part of something like this because it's not any one of us. Like this is not just this is not Pastor Jeff's thing, Pastor Luke's thing. This is a, this is Christ's thing that he's doing, and he's using Apologia Church and each of each of us and our individual giftings and all the all, everything that Paul talks about about you know the hand, the eye, the foot, the leg, you know. The body functioning together, like it, it's tremendous to watch it all happen. So we're excited. So almost seven years now, we've been a, officially been a church body, and we're already in the middle of planning now to send the gospel out somewhere else to start again. And it's awesome. And the great thing for me, I want to tell you guys right now, uh, is that before when we did this, it was, it was you know it was us, it was Luke and me and our 
our wives and my my kids. She was pregnant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cheryl was pregnant with Evie, and so I mean there was there wasn't a lot of help and support. No. I mean there was people's encouragement. I mean the elders I went, at the church I was at laid hands on me. Oh, God bless your work. But it was like see ya. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, the awesome thing about this time is that while it's daunting, and while there's like wow there's a lot there's a lot that needs to be done, we're not doing this alone. Right which is really encouraging. God has given us perfect men and women to accomplish this. And so there's a, there's a great calm and peace that I feel in that, guys, uh, it, really. So, anything else? Amen. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So what can you do, if you're listening to this right now? Uh, pray for us. Pray because we have a lot that we need to prepare for. We have... Yeah. Uh, preparation theological we have preparation um, just with logistics where are we gonna go where are we gonna be how are we gonna do this where are we gonna do service where are we gonna do our stuff for drug and alcohol addiction obviously where are people gonna live how are we gonna do the education portion how are we gonna implement all that stuff so there's a lot of planning and just pray that God gives us clarity of thought and wisdom and uh, also uh, financially you can give towards Apologia Kauai I've said it many times before People see our stuff um, around the world and they think that we're this great, big, ginormous ministry and right, <laughs> then they walk in and visit Apologia Church and they go, where's everybody, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like uh, 200 people maybe if everyone was there, you know, all at once. So um, we do need help. God's delivering a big punch to the kingdom of darkness through this church, but, um, but uh, there's not many of us. And so financial help would be very, very important for us. So. We're going to be announcing to you guys in the future how you guys can do that and be a part of all that work. And uh, so that's it. So, Claudia, thank you. Thank you. Dustin, thank you, sir. You're very Gabe, welcome. Chip, first time on Apology Radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Claudia, right? Yes, yeah. First time. All right, Pastor Luke. High five. Don't, don't, uh, don't give Chip a hard time. He's not able to grow a beard. <laughs> yeah, he only beard this one. Dude. And believe it or not, we don't care, right? Exactly. Yeah. Contrary to uh, recent opinion, we, we are different kinds of people, right? Yeah. Apology at Church has a broad spectrum of people, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A broad spectrum. Few of us have beards. Few of us do not have beards. Few of us are old. Few of us are young. Few of us dress like preppies. Some of us drive. Some of us drive ginormous vans and are probably mistaken for Mormon. Yes. Right. On the yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Blonde hair, blue eyes, big van. Yeah. And uh, we got women at Apologia Church that are part of the head covering movement, and they wear head coverings. And we have two-hour church services where kids are <laughs> dead on the floor afterwards, <laughs> strewn out. We have uh, family integrated worship, and so we're a very diverse church. Um, yeah. What's up, man? We're doing a radio show. <laughs> you want to be on the radio? Okay, love you. All right, that was my son. <laughs> He's off on Apologia Radio. <laughs> All right, so um, God bless you guys. ApologiaRadio.com is where you get us to get all the past episodes there. And don't forget to sign up for all access where you guys can partner with us as a ministry to produce all this content. God bless you guys. Catch you guys next week.